And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. The Biden administration formally launched the Indo-Pacific Economic Framework with 12 other countries. Brian Keel, executive director of Farmers for Free Trade, says it's the kind of announcement that American agriculture has been waiting for. We really have, and I think that's reflective of a number of things. I think the Biden administration came in on the heels of the Trump administration, and the Trump administration obviously was fairly protectionist when it came to trade. They had pulled us out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership and started trade wars with China and with Mexico and Canada and with others. Ultimately, the Trump administration did negotiate the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, which was a great update to NAFTA. But the tenor of the past four years was really that trade was not not necessarily good for the U.S. And so the Biden administration came into office in that context, and I think it's been a little bit scared of its own shadow in terms of not wanting to engage in trade. And that's been disappointing because I think our competitors are executing deals and cutting deals and opening markets, and we really need to. The framework isn't a trade agreement in itself, but Kiel is hopeful that it will make agreements easier to negotiate with partner countries in the framework. The goal, I think, of the Biden administration is to encourage this block of nations to work together on common interests where they can, but they recognize for some countries, some issues are going to be harder than other issues. And so they're trying to find common ground where they can across this block of countries that, again, serves as a counterweight, a significant counterweight to China. So trade is one of those pillars, and we certainly hope that we're going to see a number of the countries sign up and work together on trade. Trade agreements would then follow, so this is not a trade agreement itself. He says Farmers for Free Trade is pleased to see the U.S. taking the lead. Absolutely. The U.S. needs to lead. You know, if we don't, it's a vacuum, and others are going to step into that vacuum. So I think U.S. leadership's critical. We'd like to see the Biden administration put more emphasis on market access for trying to open up those markets, whether it's to U.S. pork or soybeans or ethanol. I mean, there's so many commodities we could be selling overseas. We really think we need to lean in on trade agreements. But but as a starting place, this is a good place to start. The framework involves several countries in the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement. The Indo-Pacific Economic Framework that the Biden administration rolled out this weekend is a framework that involves many of the countries that were involved in the Indo-Pacific or that were involved in the Trans-Pacific Partnership. But it doesn't include, for example, Mexico, which was part of TPP. It does include, however, India. So it has a lot more heft in the Indo-Pacific region. It's sort of all those Southeast Asian countries, including India, that are at the table. Again, that's Brian Keel of Farmers for Free Trade. Mexico has eliminated import duties on all pork, beef, and poultry muscle cuts through the end of this year. The main impact on the red meat market is likely to be an uptick in pork muscle cuts imported from Europe. U.S. Meat Export Federation Vice President of Economic Analysis Aaron Borer says on when it comes to beef exports, she calls Mexico's announcement irrelevant. U.S., Canadian, and Nicaraguan beef are the main suppliers to the market and have duty-free access already. Australia mainly ships skirt meat, which is actually under the variety meats code. So again, it's not included in these blanket tariff eliminations. So they're still paying a trade agreement tariff rate of 14.6%. Bohr added Mexico's actions did not include variety meats or processed products, which she pointed out is a big chunk of the pork products Europe has been shipping to Central America. 
The USDA announced new regulations for the poultry industry that the National Chicken Council isn't supporting. Mike Brown, NCC president, said, quote, this is a solution looking for a problem. The last thing the administration should be doing is pushing increased regulations, red tape and costs onto businesses at a time of record inflation and input costs, end quote. The organization says this will do nothing to lower food prices, increase competition, or reduce inflation. Brown added, quote, this will raise grocery bills for Americans and increase food insecurity, end quote. The NCC says raising chickens under contract is one of the most reliable sources of income to help keep families on the farm. The contract provides income and insulation from market risks like feed costs, floods, and droughts. Brown added, quote, it's ironic that these regulations are getting proposed under the guise of promoting competition. The performance-based structure of raising chickens is literally the definition of competition. The U.S. Meat Export Federation heard from former trade ambassador to China, Terry Branstad, during the organization's annual meeting last week. Branstad told attendees keeping relationships with trading partners is key. Personal relationships are really important, especially in the Asian cultures. And one of the advantages I had was I was the first American governor to host Xi Jinping when he was just a county-level party secretary, and he led an ag delegation to Iowa in 1985. And I had been to China in 84, and we'd been treated very well there, so we wanted to go all out to treat him well. And so he still, he calls me and the Iowans he met in 1984 old friends. So building that kind of relationship is really important. Brandstand says that while China is a big market, it's not the only market. There's a lot of other growing Asian markets that we need to work at, trying to reduce some of their uh, market-distorting tariffs and things like that, as well as uh, Europe and other parts of the world. So Europe's always been a challenge for us as well. We just need to put America first. We need to make sure that we're doing everything we can to open markets and knock down barriers to our agriculture products anywhere and everywhere in the world. And again, that is former trade ambassador to China, Terry Brandstad, speaking at the U.S. Meat Export Federation Spring Conference last week in San Antonio, Texas. Last week, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack announced more support, resources, and new rules designed to strengthen the American food supply chains. The new actions will promote fair and competitive agricultural markets, prevent abusive farmers by poultry processors, and make prices fairer for farmers and American consumers. One of those actions is a proposed rule under the Packers and Stockyards Act intended to protect poultry growers from unfair and deceptive practices in the meat and poultry industry. Vilsack says, quote, growers say the tournament system of payment is ripe for abuse, end quote. USDA will also make $200 million available to provide financing to independent meat and poultry processors to start up or expand operations. Vilsack also announced another $25 million in investments for workforce training designed to create and expand upon good-paying jobs that can strengthen the meatpacking industry by attracting and retaining employees. USDA is also planning a complete review of its programs to ensure they promote competition. Now, the USDA announced the new regulations for the poultry industry, and the National Chicken Council isn't supporting them. Mike Brown, NCC president, said, quote, This is a solution looking for a problem. The last thing the administration should be doing is pushing increased regulations, red tape, and costs onto businesses at a time of record inflation and input costs. This will raise grocery bills for Americans and increase food insecurity, end quote. The NCC says raising chickens under contract is one of the most reliable sources of income to help keep families on the farm. The contract provides income and insulation from market risks like feed costs, floods, and droughts. 
Brown added, quote, it's ironic that these regulations are getting proposed under the guise of promoting competition. The performance-based structure of raising chickens is literally the definition of competition, end quote. And you've been listening to American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you a great day.